Hey guys, I made a mistake while naming the lineup at the beginning of this episode. I accidentally said the disruptors instead of the interrupters. I tried to fix it in editing, but it just didn't work. Okay, sorry. I'll get out of the way. Enjoy the episode. What's up, guys? My name is Mark, and you found your way to the Out of Step SLC podcast. You know, there's only a few good things about living here in Utah, like the funny way we say mountain and the other words like Melchizedek and Tuila and Duchesne. But most of all, what I love about living here is the counterculture and the music scenes that I call home. I really think that we have one of the hardest core scenes in the nation just simply because of the overwhelming need to resist the oppressive rights right-wing religious culture that not only surrounds us, but tries to stifle us as well. Now, today, I'm going to talk about seeing Flogging Molly on their most recent visit to Salt Lake with the Skints, Tiger Army, and the Disruptors at the Complex. Now, this is pretty nice of Emily. So I was going through some shit over the summer and just kind of struggling. And Emily found tickets for Flogging Molly online. And she went ahead and bought them for me. And when I was having a bad day, I came home and she was like, hey, I got something for you. And I was like, oh, uh, cool what is it and she held up like her phone to show me the tickets and i was blown away i was like are you serious this is dope like thank you i haven't been to a show in like two and a half years i yeah thank you this is awesome and on top of that I haven't seen Flogging Molly since December 7th, 2007. So 15 years, that's a really, really long time. They're basically an entirely different band. And I was really excited to go and see them again because they've released so much more music. And I wanted to just get into the pit again with them and see them live because they put on a great show. So this is following the concert with the amity affliction this is uh let's see the amity affliction was saturday and flogging molly was september 11th so we had already dealt with like the pre-show jitters beforehand not to mention that weekend we had uh my bachelor party and she had her bachelorette. So we we were just busy and honestly just a little too tired to worry about the pre-show jitters and the anxiety, the, the social anxiety. It just wasn't a thing. So it was nice. We get there and we were a little late, which was intentional on my end because I didn't want to stand in a huge line in mid-90s heat on pavement. So we were able to get just right in. And I've never been to an outdoor show at the complex. I didn't even know they did that. But they had a really nice stage set up. And it was kind of weird because there were these con there's these condos on the west side of the complex property where 
you really just hop a fence and you're on somebody's property. And that's part of the whole gentrification thing I touched on when they bulldozed Club Sound uh, last episode. And I actually there's a funny story about that down the road here. So we go inside the building because I want merch and I know the line's going to be huge, but I I really want to get a flogging Molly shirt because my last one, it just it shrunk. It was beat to shit, gave it to my baby brother. And I was right. The line was huge. Now, the nice thing about that line, though, was it was inside the actual complex building. I believe they had all their merch in the grand stage if i read the complex map correctly the north the north stage and they have this massive ceiling fan in there to just circulate the air so it was really nice i mean it kept us cool they had plenty of merch i was able to get what i wanted uh very efficient they just asked what number because all of it was numbered so you just told them the number and size and they brought it to you we were standing in that line for probably like 45 minutes and during that time, the skints uh, were on stage and those guys are they're really fun. I went ahead like I do most concerts. I go ahead and I do a little research, see if I like them. You know, they might be my next favorite band. I really like these guys. These guys, the skints are total sit on the beach with a fat spliff and like a Corona in your hand and just chill. It's a... I, you could you could describe it as like tropic punk. Uh, it is a reggae uh, rock mix. They're from the UK and they they just fucking nail it. And so we were while we were in line, we were listening to them. I didn't actually get through the line in time to go out and see them uh, on their stage presence, but they sounded phenomenal. The other thing, while we were in this line, there was this mm, we'll say very obnoxious lady. She wasn't keeping up with the line and the staff were just trying to keep the line moving along as fast as possible, get people in and out. And this lady just was not paying attention. So one of the staff came up and I mean, we're it's bright inside the building. The sun hasn't set yet. And he strobes the ground to be like to get their attention and be like, hey, you need to you need to get closer. And she like lost her shit on this guy about people with uh, photo sensitivities over the strobe saying, you know, hey, there's people here that could be uh, photo sensitive and which she could be right. I don't know. But. At the same time, like you're at a concert where there's going to be a lot of flashing lights. So maybe it's not the best place for you. But that's that's not my call and not my decision that, you know, everybody is responsible for themselves. My point being is she just lost her shit at this guy and for the next 10 minutes was just bitching to her friends about, oh, how I'm going to go kick his fucking ass he's so fucking rude and emily and i are looking at each other and we're kind of rolling our, our rolling on rolling our eyes we're like look he's just trying he's just doing his job like you don't need to be a dick about it like just i get what you're saying but just move along you know and later on it was you know probably 15 20 minutes later she went to leave and tried to like run into the guy and start a fucking scene 
She's just one of those people. And come on, guys, the staff, I don't even want to think about the kind of bullshit that they have to put up with from people like that every fucking show they're just there to make a buck they just want to keep everybody safe and have everybody just have a good time at the show that's all they want there is no need to hassle the staff like just fucking respect them they're just trying to do their jobs just fucking lay off one other thing that was interesting about that going to that show was i'm a pittsburgh steelers fan I'm not a diehard, dig into the stats, you know, catch every game, but I'm a Steelers fan. And that Sunday, they actually won. And I was wearing my uh, Chris Boswell jersey, and nobody fucking wears the kicker jersey. And that's why I wear it, because I love Boswell. Now, what I didn't expect was I got so many high fives and people coming up to me saying holy shit i've never seen anybody wearing a kicker's jersey like boswell fucking killed it this you know that game and i was kind of looking around because there were some like scene girls like coming up to me and you know grabbing my jersey and kind of yanking on it a little bit and being like man they they did so well today and i was i was surprised because i i figured i would catch more flack for wearing a football jersey to what was more or less like a punk show and very pleasantly surprised that people were instead very welcoming i mean i had some you know asshole baltimore raven fans like calling me out and shit but you know i whatever like it's it's football you know (laughs) it's just what it is so by the time we got out of the merch area and went down to the the pavement outside the stage and stuff uh they had tiger army on so tiger army is really really unique um it's really not my cup of tea like it's it's not really for me they've got this sound it's like a 50s style like old west sound with a dash of punk rock in the middle of it like think what i think about when i when i think about tiger army is that back to the future where marty goes back in time to the 50s and he's up on stage playing with that band they sound a lot like that and some of their songs lean more to old west movies like the instruments very much can lead on make you feel like you're listening to an old west movie and they were i mean they're not bad they're just not for me i i don't really like that sound a whole lot but you know they killed it they had a really good performance and got people really excited next up were the interrupters and i think most of the younger crowd there by younger i'm i'm meaning like uh like 23 and under were there for the interrupters i mean they all had you know a lot of folks had those band shirts on and even before buying them sound wise they remind me of goldfinger from like the late 90s which it's fun it's really ska is really really fun to listen to it just you can't help but you know move and shake a little bit like you got it you got a jam when you're listening to them and i've i mean i've never seen a ska band live and i haven't listened to it and i 
don't even fucking know how how long they were really fun to watch though and you know just everybody was just kind of jamming really but they were on stage for quite a while i mean they were basically the co-headlining band really fun i would listen to them over tiger army any any day of the week and after all this now flogging molly comes on and like i said at the beginning of this episode i haven't seen them in 15 years and they were my first show uh my dad it was like an early Christmas present back in 2007. He took me and my little brother and we watched them over at Club Sound. That was a that was a magical night for me. I mean, aside from standing outside while it's sleeting in freezing temperatures in December. I mean, that shit sucked. But once we got in, it was really cool. I've that was the first time I've been around the punk scene at that point besides some of the kids that i was going to school with i had never actually been to a show so being around all those people was intimidating for me like i talked about in the last episode i was the new i was the new guy to the scene and i didn't know what to think uh there were a lot of the punk rockers you see that in like the films with the denim vests with the patches all over and the spikes and the tall mohawks and the uh, tattoos just fucking tearing it up and (laughs) they're speaking of that there was one so my dad was standing behind us because he doesn't he doesn't really like like crowds and he was just kind of trying to protect my brother and i even though like it was so tame like we were so far away from the mosh pit there was no way we were gonna get in any kind of trouble but that's i guess that's what what a dad does uh so there's this this punk rock kid and he was fucking tall he was probably like six five but he had like the plaid pants and the cut and he had the super tall green mohawk and i remember looking over at him and he scowls at me because i'm just some fucking suburban kid just like holy shit i've never seen something like you before and he fucking whips out this fucking blunt and I swear to God, guys, that motherfucker had to have been like six inches long and he fucking lights it up. And that was the first time I ever smelled weed and thus fell in love with it. Like, well, fell in love with the smell. If I smoke it, it gives me a fucking panic attack. So I was just watching this guy. And next thing I know, the fucking bouncers come up from behind him, grab him by his scruff, go over to the door, and literally, like you see in the TV shows and the movies, scruff, fucking belt, and just out on his ass right into the snow. It was that. It was funny. That was one of the more memorable parts of that show because I was wearing glasses back then, and my dad wanted us to take them off just so they don't get broken, which I I get. But we were so far away from the from the stage that you know it was all blurs, unfortunately. But it was cool seeing like the mosh pit. Flogging Molly tends to have more friendly mosh pits, which is so refreshing going from like a hardcore show where you've got people stage diving and like kicking you in the face to just a little slam dancing so they take the stage and start playing a lot of uh anthem because anthem at the time of this recording was their most recent release 
and they had some there's some good songs on it probably one of the highlights honestly so those condos i told you about that you could just hop the fence and you're on somebody's property well the couple that lived there or lives there went out onto their porch and were they were getting a free show and dave king called him out and he points at him and he's like these motherfuckers they're getting a free show what do you think and we all fucking flip them off, tell them to fuck off. But, you know, it was all in good fun. I, eventually, I, at some point, I saw some more of their, like, their neighbors, who I presume to be their neighbors, come in and they were jigging and jamming and drinking on their, their patio, the lucky pricks. So they, on top of that, they played some of my favorite songs, like seven deadly sins the devil's dance floor john l sullivan drunken lullabies and these songs remember guys i've been listening to these guys for ever i know almost all of their songs by heart and i've got a little irish in me so naturally i like to dance i love the fife i absolutely love the fife so when they started getting into these dancing songs i mean i i couldn't help it i started doing like that weird running man stomp dance while i was head banging then i'd grab emily and spin her around and do a little shuffle dance with her and just had so much fun and dave uh, in between songs started talking about actually it was right before they played the song uh, liberation off of anthem he started talking about uh, the liberation of ukraine and how he hopes that they will remain free and push back you know the russians the invaders which fuck i hope so too i think every you know everybody has a right to be free i mean it's a it, it's unwarranted they just fucking hey i guess you know what this is mine and fuck you and thank god the ukrainians those are some hard motherfuckers man fighting tooth and nail to reclaim their homes and that's mad fucking respect from me i really really hope that they can push back the russians and be free as they deserve to be so this was one of those shows that I talked about uh, last episode where I was only there to see Flogging Molly. I really didn't care to see the other bands, but it was still fun to see him play. In my opinion, it was kind of a weird lineup uh, just because the genres were all over the place, right? You had like Old West 50s style with a sprinkle of punk. You had reggae rap. You had ska. And then you had um, folk punk rock. And so it was a weird it was a weird uh setup in in my opinion but i really like the uh outdoor setup of the complex it was really easy to find shade they have um really nice bathrooms in there they have a good snack bar uh i mean the beer was expensive but the beer is always fucking expensive but overall it was a really nice visit to the complex again i haven't been there in a really long time uh well I was there. That's where I saw the Amity Affliction. So, you know, about two and a half years. My most memorable uh, show at the complex, though, was uh, seeing Suicide Silence back when uh, Mitch Luker was still among us. And that was like, I think, 2010 or 2011. 
Uh, we can get into that a different episode. But like I said in the last episode, I'm really stoked to be getting back to shows and sharing it with people, being able to come on here and just tell you guys my experience and give you my opinion for whatever the hell that's worth. I mean, nobody really talks about the Salt Lake scene. And I think that's a goddamn shame because we're really unique with what we have to deal with uh, living here as you know, a hardcore kid or a punk rock, even just an individual, what you have to fucking deal with here. You know, so that that's why I'm on here. You know, I want I want to let other people know that there's a place for them to go. These scenes are very open and very accepting. And if you feel lost now, you're fucking found. You're not alone out there, so just keep doing you, and if if the people around you don't like it, they can get fucked. That's how I look at it. So, all right. That, all right, guys, that does it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening, and please be sure to leave a comment and a rating. It goes a long way for me. Find me on Twitter at MarkTheImposter, and until next time, we'll see you in the pit. Yeah.